is another episode of Give Me Five, the episode where I've got five questions for Gary. He's got five or four questions for me, and uh, we don't know what they are, but we will answer them honestly. Gary, how are you doing today? We, we got a whole day off yesterday. Did you eat any tater tots? today have you eaten any tater tots no, this morning? But my sister's school did have a fundraiser for with sonic last week and i did get some cheesy tots ah. i did yeah oh some cheesy oh, tots you, did, you yeah. didn't even go regular tots that's that almost seems sacrilegious i'm all for cheesy fries but cheesy tots yeah. uh, huh. is that like nacho cheese that you dip it in or is it a, like a slice of cheese on melted top? on top yeah 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 um oh, okay. i i almost had a call out of work because i i have self-diagnosed with ibs and um Mm, I, sorry about yeah, that. You know what? It's it's a real thing, guys. Um, and there's foods that I know I should stay away from, but when it comes to cheesy tots that cost like a dollar for like twenty, oh, you gotta have them. <laughs> of course, of course. And uh, I'm sure that there are things that you just you just in your mind you start singing the Oh No song exactly. from like TikTok. Yeah, yeah. I hate that song. It's so freaking catchy. I there. I most of the time when people say they hate it, they actually don't. No, I truly hate it. Anyways, Gary. I shall start us off this week beyond your IBS. This past week, dust from the Sahara Desert blew north by strong seasonal winds to France, which brought radiation, but also some bright, stunning lights and sunsets. If you haven't seen the pictures, please go do so, as they are absolutely mesmerizing. But they also reminded me of a certain scenery from Blade Runner 2049, with all the orange-hued pictures and such, and I believe it's... The introduction to Harrison Ford and everything. Uh, it got me all to thinking, if you could live in a setting, not with the main protagonist or anyone, but just the setting of a film, which film's setting would you choose to live in? I would go with, see, my first indication is Lord of the Rings because I love New Zealand, but I couldn't live like a simpleton farmer, right? I, I have to have amenities, and I am... But also, but also, keep in mind, Gary, that it's not you're not living in like the location. Yeah, I'm, I'm living se, in, in Middle film. Earth, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're living in Middle. You're just a. You're just well. You wouldn't be a hobbit. You'd probably be, a, be a, a tree yeah. giant. But here's the thing: yeah. I don't want to live in a world where I don't have my amenities, and I'm quite frankly obsessed with uh, post-humanism <laughs> and like sci-fi and like human augmentation and all that kind of good stuff. Ah. Um, so part okay. of me thinks very part of me thinks Ghost in the Shell um, because the humans are all augmented and there's really cool stuff. But I don't want to live in that world where there's like steampunk and gangsters. So I'm gonna say like Star Trek, on one of the peaceful planets where human augmentation is a thing. There's spaceships. I can travel really fast to wherever I want, um, and I can be just a regular dude with all those cool amenities to, for sure. Yeah, and Star Trek's there to save the world from mass destruction time and time again. So it's it's a pretty safe yeah, existence. Yeah. Pretty safe exactly. existence. Not a lot of downside. All right, your All turn, right. Gary. So I have a uh, list here that I have just sent your way, actually. Um, and here's what's going to happen. The NBA All-Star Draft just uh, happened as a, f- a few days ago recording this podcast. And I was going to have us do that, but our listeners might not be basketball fans, and that's fine. So I decided we can do our own playground-style draft. But what we're going to do is we're going to go back and forth, um, each of us picking from a pool of actors, and then each of us is going to pick from one of these directors. And we are going 
to build our movie with uh, six actors and actresses, like, you know, however many of each that add up to six, and then we're going to pitch a movie on the spot, one-minute pitch with all the people involved. So I have taken six of the ten best actors, six of the ten best actress winners of the last ten years that I like the most, and we're going to go back and forth and pick until we're down to zero. Then we'll pick our directors and pitch our movies. That all makes sense. Yeah, all makes sense. The only uh, the only question I have is uh, Alejandro Gonzalez in Uh, Uh, Uruto. What did he he direct? Birdman. Ah, yes, uh, the Revenant. Okay, that's okay. Just wanted to make sure. You want your movie shot in like what looks like one shot? I suppose you could go with him. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, Who goes? I will. uh, Yes, I I will let you you have the first pick here. And I can go across any category first. We're not a. Uh, we'll, we'll stick with we'll, we'll not, do actors and actresses first. We'll do our directors last, but yeah. Okay. Well, my number one, the number one pick, it's it's easy. Wait. Okay. Actually, hold on. I'm so sorry. One more one more clarification. What is the aim of this film in the sense of, am I looking for a blockbuster or am I looking for a dramatic film or oh, can it this be can any be film that wh- I choose? Whatever you want. And perhaps we should real quick list who we have here. So we have six men. Sure. Leonardo DiCaprio. You go for the men and I'll go cool. through the women. Uh, Leo DiCaprio, Matthew McConaughey, Daniel Day-Lewis, Joaquin Phoenix, Gary Oldman, and Rami Malek. And for the women, we've got Emma Stone, Julianne Moore, Brie Larson, Kate Blanchett, Jennifer Lawrence, Meryl Streep, and Natalie Portman. All right. My number one pick... This, this feels like a gimme. I don't know how you can not choose this person. Uh, actually, wait. You don't have... Oh, yeah, you do. Ooh. All right, I'm going to take this guy in hopes that you don't take who I am uh, who I want next. I'm going to go with Daniel Day-Lewis. That feels like a layup for me for just... No matter what direction I go with, he's going to be pivotal uh, in whatever role I cast him in. Daniel Day-Lewis. Good, good. Nice pick. I'm going to go a little bit out of left field here. My number one pick is going to be Matthew McConaughey. I love that man. Uh, he's going to carry my movie. Okay. Yeah, even, and, and the thing is, is, even with your number one overall pick, you can still have him as a supporting exactly. role. I mean, we saw him tr- be tremendous in Wolf of Wall Street. All right, good pick, good pick. I'm going to go with uh, Meryl Streep. Nice, 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 nice. You got Meryl. Oh, I've got a... Uh, I've got a powerhouse at the top. Oh. Oh, wait. No, 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 wait. It should be a snake draft, right? So it should be... Uh, so, oh, no, I'm no, no. Sorry. You're all good. We'll, we'll you... just go back and forth. Yeah. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. Go ahead. So you got Meryl Streep. I, uh, you know, Natalie Portman was my childhood crush, but I think to pair as a lead with McConaughey, I'm going to pick another firecracker. I'm going to pick Jennifer Lawrence. Not bad. Not bad. I'm gonna go Leo, just because I need some. I need some box office appeal. I was gonna my, say, like, film. you Man. are guaranteed to have a fantastic movie if you have Leo there. Yeah, well, it, it works on both. Leo, because I was thinking in my head, I'm like, Joaquin, he doesn't necessarily draw by himself per se. Even Joker was more of 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 DC's fan base rather than Joaquin's. I feel like, uh, and I just looked through and I was like, well. It's him or somebody else for Blockbuster, so I'm going to go with Leo. My number uh, three pick, uh, my mother's favorite actress, um, a powerhouse. Don't know what I'm going to do with her yet, but she'll be good to have, uh, Kate Blanchett. Okay, good. You're you're filling out your dramatic yeah, acting yeah, yeah. total. Uh, again, I'm going to even it out myself, 
and I don't think I lose a lot out of the dramatic department, but I gain in Blockbuster. I'm going to go with Emma Stone. Oh, my next pick. Nice, nice. Good one. I like Gary Oldman a lot, but I mm-hmm. think that if I'm going to have Matthew McConaughey acting opposite of any of these men, I want it to be Joaquin Phoenix. So he is my next pick. Yeah, he was my, he's like my Damian Lillard, where I, I just, I have too many guards right now. I already have Steph and Kyrie and Harden. I, I as much as I love Damian Lillard, I, I have too many people needing the ball. So I, I was pretty much going to give yeah, him to good. you whenever you wanted. <laughs> uh, because my next one, I think I'm going to go Gary Oldman, actually. And I'm going to go Gary Oldman because he's he's done supporting characters before. I need somebody. It's, it's like, uh, it's like. What Lamarcus Aldridge was for uh, the the All Star Game of like yesteryear, where you just need somebody who's going to give you defense, who's not going to demand the ball, who who can fulfill a lesser role because we need people like that. And if we start to get too many people at the top, then it starts to get really clunky as far as well. They need time, and then you get like a New Year's Eve um, movie or Valentine's Day movie, and I, I really don't need that. So. Gary Oldman. I am going to go with another older, accomplished actress whom I love, who I am weirdly attracted to, Julianne Moore. I mean, not weirdly. I guess I just say that because she's quite a bit older than me, but I think she's very beautiful. She's my next pick. Uh, so, remind me, Natalie Portman is still up she's for She's still on the board, right? yeah. That's, that's where I'm going then, Natalie Portman. Let's go there. Again, another person who's... who's who's done uh, accompanying roles. I think right now in, in her career, she wouldn't take it. But if, if, if it's a draft and I can I can lay claim to any actor or actress under certain, uh, under certain maybe, what's, it, what's that, uh, whenever you have a, an agent, certain people yeah. under agencies, I will choose Natalie Portman. So I, th- these last two are kind of tough. Um, so we got Rami and, and Brie, Brie? Rami Malik and Brie Larson. Um, okay, both my least favorite on each of their respective lists, but both very good in, yeah. in their own right. Um, but I am gonna yeah. go with someone who I think is gonna be able to conform to whatever my movie's gonna be, and that's gonna be Rami. I'm gonna pick Rami Malik. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I, I, I wanted Rami as as my last pick. Um, but yeah, we got Brie Larson. We'll take her. We'll take her. Certainly. Certainly no slouch at acting. No, um, um, just we have our directors. We have Bong Joon Ho, Alejandro Gonzalez Inarritu, Guillermo del Toro, and Damien Chazelle. Those are our four. You know, pick pick whoever you want. I'll give you number one pick too. Well, no, 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 no. You go first on this one. I feel like it's only fair. Ah, I'll, I'll allow you to have ah, to go first on this. Okay. One. Um. Plus, I'll feel better about myself knowing that. I at least had a different direction yeah. to choose, and I'm not choosing my own pick. Part of me wants to say Damien Chazelle because I quite like his movies, but I'm going to go with Creature Feature Master Guillermo del Toro as my director. Mm. Okay, and I'm going to go with... I feel like it's a bit on the nose if I go Alejandro just because I already have Emma Stone. I guess that would make sense, though, because then they're directly correlated. It's between Alejandro and Bong. Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Bong Joon-ho. Good pick. Parasite slaps. 
Okay. It really does. It, it felt like my best picture of the year last so year. So I have uh, a, a timer ready to go for one minute. We probably both have timers as we're recording here too. So we'll just look at that. And um, I'm going to give you one minute to pitch your movie. Or I can go first and pitch my movie with uh, with these people. Yeah, why don't you All go right. first and I'll... I'll I'm going to start in five, four, three, two, one. Okay. Directed by Guillermo del Toro. This is a fantasy steampunk, steampunk epic creature feature uh, starring uh, Matthew McConaughey as a down-on-his-luck shoe monster. Um, this uh, is, is a movie kind of like um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. These are all mini people. They're like the size of, of rice. And Matthew McConaughey is a shoe monster who uh, has lost his shoe family. His um, shoe mother, Kate uh, Blanchett, his shoe wife, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, and his shoe brother, Joaquin Phoenix. Now, they've been kidnapped by the evil vacuum cleaner brigade um, led by Rami Malek and Julianne Moore. And um, they are like little devils. And um, basically, Matthew McConaughey has to go and fight Rami Malek and Julianne Moore to the death. But Rami Malek and Jennifer Lawrence's wife start to have an affair. And that is where... My time <laughs> is up. <laughs> um, okay. I crashed and burned there, but um, we have a movie about shoe people starring Matthew McConaughey, uh, directed by Guillermo Intriguing. del Toro. Um, Intriguing. If nothing yeah. else. I, <laughs> that was me. You certainly, yeah, you certainly went down the route and rabbit hole of. Uh, too many good. There's too many actors Guillermo. and actresses. I'm like, what? What? Oh, what? Oh, man, just give me one more. Oh, man. Let me you think can't think. This. I didn't think. <laughs> okay, then go go ahead and hit me. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll start here down. in four, go. three, two, one. So my film is more of a biopic. We're going to find the biopic of, of a married couple who are bank robbers. But the thing is that they're bank robbers for... Um, they're bank robbers of of a very sophisticated kind. They're Daniel Day-Lewis and Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep, of course, runs the bank, and Daniel Day-Lewis is is somebody who comes up to her, and he falls in love with her, but he's also a bank robber. So uh, he robs the bank that she is in charge of, and Leo is, is the security guard, and Emma Stone is in Daniel Day-Lewis's band. Gary Oldman, of course, is the guy who gets shot, but is a security guard and a very good one at that. Natalie Portman's the detective. Natalie Portman and Brie Larson are the two detectives who are investigating it. And it's all going to end on a good note. I'm done. That was good. That was, <laughs> that was a stronger pitch than mine, man. Nice. So that is your uh, 2021 Chop Greens All-Star Draft and game i suppose you could call it all right i hand the floor to you man yeah all right oh, man i'm sweating that was so that was so much all right gary we watched i care a lot this week as the accompanying podcast movie review for this gimme five and it was the first film i had ever seen that went above and beyond showcasing a vape pen it normalized it so in honor of that i have a game I have a list of real vape pen flavors and a few I made up. Your job is to tell me, is it a real flavor? 
Or am I blowing smoke oh, up your butt? Oh, this is fun. Here we go. I used to always vape. All right, let's do it. Let's see if I can guess. Yeah. All right. Here we go. First one on the list. Monkey toe. Is that real or fake flavor? Um, fake. Sorry, my computer keeps going off, and I have no idea how to silence it. I'm sure that you. Oh, I, I don't hear anything. Anyway, <laughs> you're good. Fantastic. I'm so sorry. You said fake. I think correct? it's fake. I think it was like monkey butt, actually, but monkey toe. I don't know if anyone wants to smoke that. Okay. All right. Fair enough. It is indeed fake. You are correct. You are one for one, my friend. Next one, dino toe. Is that real or fake? Um, I'm gonna go fake because the the, the toe thing. I don't know. Dang, I was hoping to throw you off with double you, toes. You almost did. That you is... Got in my head there, but. Dang, that is you are absolutely you are two for two. All right, next one, Colombian coffee. Is Colombian coffee oh, real or fake? Oh, that's gotta be real. I used to have a coffee flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely true. That is real. Next one on the list, garlic. Is garlic <laughs> a flavor? I hope not. Let's say no. And your first wrong one of the week. You are already. Uh, on a positive note, but you you are not perfect. Let's see if you can get four out of five, though. Crab legs. Is crab legs a real oh, or fake flavor for vape pen? That's good. Um, you know, food is so hard to capture in in a, in a vape. I'm going to say no. Also, who, like, why would you want your breath to smell like crab legs, man? I'm going to say no. For whatever reason, it is indeed real. I, I did not make that one up, but it... It looked like something I would make up, so I, I knew I had to put it as soon as I saw it. Crab Legs is indeed a real vape pen. We do not endorse, and Don't we do smoke, not kids. aim for you for you to smoke or vape, especially if you're of the younger persuasion. But if you already do, tell us and let us know how Crab Legs taste, because I'm just curious. But again, we are not endorsing or saying you should go smoke Imagine if you do not already. Imagine putting a crab leg in your lungs, man. That's just, that's just weird. Some people eat it so fast they do, Gary, and we do not judge them. Your turn. Um, okay. So the next uh, stimulus bill, as of recording this podcast, is being pushed through the Senate, I believe, as we speak. Um, and I started thinking about different types of stimuli, both physical and emotional. <laughs> There's okay. not going to be anything super, right. super gross here, but I just have a list, and I just want you to tell me, you know, which stimuli is your favorite? I, I have five sets of two different types of, of stimuli that are similar. And which is a, is a better stimulus okay. for you? A back rub, like like a massage, or getting your oh. back scratched? Oh, definitely a back rub. I am a sucker. Yeah. The number one thing I miss in quarantine in, in this pandemic, I used to be a sucker for, for a massage. I used to get one about like once every two Ew. weeks, oh, probably. Man. Like once once every two weeks to once at least once a month. At least. Like there's no doubt in my mind. There was a, It was at least once a month. So I have a lot of tips and tricks on that. But getting my back rubbed as like on a massage, I fall asleep while getting a massage sometimes, and it's just it's so relaxing. I do enjoy a good back scratch. That's I know that that's that would be your oh, I love number it. one one stimuli. But for me, back rub, there's no doubt about it. That is that is absolutely. Dude, top-notch. I got my first. I've only had one massage ever. I got one last year. It, it freaking hurt, but it was I was sore for like for days. Um, my next one is uh, uh, they break you. They break you yeah, down just for you to Jose, rebuild yourself. Jose back his main oh. hands, man, I'll tell you what. So, uh, mm. we have a cold. Yes, way, Jose. <laughs> a, a cold drink on a hot day or a hot drink on a cold day. 
probably a hot drink on a cold mm. day because I remember one time I was stranded in Tucson or Flagstaff. No, I was Flagstaff. Um, don't ask me why. But I was stranded there and I was waiting for somebody to come pick me up uh, for like, uh, I, I had to go out in the middle of the morning and spend about four hours in the cold with which I was not fully prepared because uh, I had no plans or intentions of staying out in Flagstaff that particular morning and day. And I had <laughs> I had only one source of heat, which was uh, which was a Dutch Bros hot chocolate. And it was the darndest thing to get that, to wait for that as my only source of heat to cool down to a point where I could actually drink it and it wouldn't burn, burn me or burn my insides because of how hot it was. But to, to actually take it, that was so satisfying as, yes. as, I, as it warms you from the inside out. But, uh, but a cold drink on a hot day, I'm, I'm actually a person uh, who... I'm a type of person who doesn't get ice in their drink, so it doesn't really do much for me anyway. So, nice. I um, I, I'm tempted to say cold, but um, in the like a cold drink, but on the rare days that it gets you know cold in Phoenix, that hot drink hits the spot. You know, I used to work at Starbucks. I know that feeling, man. Um, next one, a poop you've been holding or a pee you have been holding. What's the better stimulus for you once you uh, go pot pot, as I like to say. <laughs> Give it to me one more time. A poop you've been holding or a pee you have been holding. What's the better stimulus? Uh, definitely uh, urination, uh, for really? sure. That Yeah, just because I I know that whenever... <laughs> yeah, I'm actually... Why, why go into detail on this? No, it's definitely <laughs> urination. And that's that's actually all I need to say, to be completely honest. That's all I, I need and want to say, the urination, because it's just it's that it's the more relieving of the two. While both are relieving, yeah. urination is the be- best. Nice. And last but not least, what is the better stimulus for you emotionally? Is it approval from a male authority figure or your mother telling you everything's going to be okay? Um, I think both you and I um, were dadless am i correct in assuming that so i yeah, was no, no, thirsting you're, you're... for male authority figure approval a la a coach or an uncle and but also i'm a mama's boy because of that so if my mom holds me and says everything is okay it's the best feeling in the world what but what's better yeah i think huh this is tough i think i'm gonna go with uh, if I'm if I'm at that point, it's hard because I I think what's what's mostly blocking me from getting there here is that I very rarely find myself needing that outside uh, approval, and that's not to put down anybody who does. Okay, of man. I mean, okay, all... fine. No, no, I don't mean it like that. It's just more so. Whenever I get to that point, I can either just go to sleep and then I'll feel better about it in the morning, or. Or I just kind of reason my way out of that emotion if it's that negative. But 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 if I'm accepting the premise, uh, I guess at that point it, it's uh, it's it's from my mom. It, it would be That's the uh, right answer. It would be, yeah yeah. So there we go. Uh, that was it. That's that was last your last one. one. Cool, Gary. We go back to one of our favorite, our absolute favorite segments with the game my sister gifted me at Christmas. Remember. I will draw a card and ask you 
the film trivia question I pull. If you answer correctly, you shall get a point. If not, you shall fail and lose a point. Since we must do eight separate questions because of the way the card is formatted, I must remind us both that you can win with five or more correct answers, lose with five or more incorrect answers, or tie with only four right and four wrong answers. Gary, are you ready for this week's yes. really I, weird game? I don't game? know if I've ever gotten like a majority right. Maybe once, and that's still my goal. Let's freaking yeah, go for it. Man. Again, let's do it. I, again, I think I think you're absolutely correct in that. I think you've gotten it right as as a whole once. I think I think you've actually even now that I'm saying it out loud, I want to say that you tied. I don't think you've ever. This game is really freaking hard. Okay. Right. And it's I always know, me and, playing. And, I, it's, it, <laughs> and it's one that I never actually see coming. I, I never, I, I don't read them in, a, in advance. I don't curate this whatsoever to make you lose. As much as it brings me pleasure, yeah. I do not make it so that where, you lose. Where was anyway. Spielberg's mole located? Under filming. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Oscar-winning movie Moonlight was predominantly set in which U.S. Miami. City? And he's on the board. Love me some there we go. Okay, good. I'm actually, I'm actually <laughs> writing a script set in Miami right now, too. So, there we go. Fantastic. Hopefully that helps you with this next question. How many times has Michael Sheen played Tony Blair on film? Tony Blair. And in order to get this correct, I think you would need to know who Tony Blair is. Prime Minister of Britain at one point? I think. Maybe. Um, I'm not sure. Um, completely honest. Uh, twice. Ooh, so close. You, uh, he was three times a lady. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right, we go next. Oprah Winfrey plays which character in A Wrinkle of Time? In A Wrinkle in oh, Time. Um, the movie I'm sure you watched, because I sure as heck did I, I did not. Oprah Winfrey plays, um, plays which character in A Wrinkle in Time? Is it some, like, time? crazy name? That, is it, like... Boogie or something. Um, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, you're not that far off. Mrs. Witch. Oh. And witch, which is spelled W H I C H. Yeah. All right. The Red Turtle was the first feature film from Studio Ghibli with a non-Japanese director, Michael, Michael, Dudok, DeWitt. What nationality is he? Um, I think he is. Wait, can you say that last name one more time? Yeah, absolutely. Dudok Dewitt. Um, jeez. Um, uh, and it's Mike Michael. Michael. Um, let's yeah, go Michael Polish. Maybe. Close, I think. Dutch. Decently close. Okay. Okay. Deutsch. Yeah, yeah. In the in the in the region. Um. Which Danny Boyle movie was given a sequel 21 years after the original picture? This one makes sense if you know it, but if you don't, good luck. Um, Danny Boyle's a composer who has worked, right, with... Five, um, four, Beetlejuice. Three, two. Nah, Train Spotting. Oh. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Would not yeah. have guessed it. Which... Yeah, yeah. But again, makes sense once you know it. Uh, which pop star made a brief cameo appearance in the movie Fifty Shades Darker? Oh, um, I haven't seen any of them. I'm not a you know a horny old lady, but I'm gonna say The Weeknd. 
No. Uh, again, right track though. Rita Ora. Oh, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair enough. All right, last last uh, God, set. I'm dying here. right now. You've guaranteed. Yeah, you've guaranteed a losing week uh, with five wrong already. Maybe it's you my can -time record, bust man. out two this right ones here. Yeah, I don't think you've ever been this no. bad if no, you I get haven't. them all wrong here. All right, quote. Why do we fall so we can learn to pick ourselves up? End quote. Is a quote from which movie? Oh shoot! Um, my God. Uh, Five, Rudy. Four, three, wrong. The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, that's such a cheesy line for such a good movie. Come I on, know. man. I, 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 I would not have associated. It kind of originated there. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> what are the two colors on Uma Thurman's outfit in Kill White, Bill? White or sorry, yellow and black. Uh, yellow and black. Yellow and black. Yeah, black and yellow. That I'll, I'll accept you. it. All right. With your your easily worst performance two thus six. far in this game. Two and six. Highly impressive for all the wrong reasons, Gary. Thanks, man. Thanks. Don't worry. I'm going to be like I just wanted to, the I, Phoenix Suns coming up in 2021. I, 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 I'm going to turn. I'm going to have a change of faith. I just need my Chris Paul. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm here for you, buddy. All right, your your next one, your your last one. Second to last, I believe. I got Second you. I got to you. Last. So All this right. one is the, the Gary Netflix version of the vape game that we already played. I had such a fun time doing this before that I wanted to do it again. Netflix has so many thousands of original titles that uh, I have five real titles of Netflix originals and five titles that I made up myself. You know, um, uh, you just gotta guess which one is which in the five sets. All right, okay. the Let's first go. set. A California Christmas or a spooky Cajun Halloween? I think I think it's a spooky Halloween. You think that one. is the real one? Yeah, I think that that's the real one because that sounds to be more feasible, more more fun to be made with. Whereas California Christmas, by definition, it's kind of boring. You are oh for one. A California Christmas is a real Netflix movie. A spooky Cajun Halloween is something that I came up with that should be a Netflix original because I think I'd probably watch it. Absolutely. Next one. Absolutely. New York City, Holy Wars of Trash or Auntie Donna's Big Ol' House of Fun. Again, Auntie, Auntie Donna. Donna. There's no way that that... Yeah, Auntie <laughs> You sniff me out. That's, that's my <laughs> Good. Okay, what, one, yeah. one, one and one. Sorry, yeah. Uh, one for two. Auntie Donna's Big Ol' House of Fun is a real thing. I don't think I'll ever watch it. Next one. Don't Leave the Light On or... Unauthorized living. I think, well, I, if it's a bad Netflix film, I think Don't Leave the Light On is general enough that it makes sense to be the true one. I'm going to go with Don't Leave Ooh, the Light On. Oh, I bamboozled you. That is something that I made up. But wow. uh, that, that sounds wow. like it's, that might be a movie somewhere. I mean, that sounds like a title to me, you know? Yeah, that that does sound like it's already a title. I'm gonna look it up yeah. and and make sure that I'm I I didn't win by default. But uh, go one go for ahead. three. You gotta go undefeated to finish out on top here. Uh, true memoirs. I feel great. Uh, true memoirs of an international assassin or cuddly Wedley goes to bed. Yeah, uh, I think you were about to go to bed and you were about to snuggle your girlfriend and you just thought of that title all because of your absolutely amazing girlfriend. So I'm going to say True Memoirs. Is that the is real the real one. one, though there are many titles quite similar to Cuddly One That Goes to Bed. Uh, last one. You are two and two. They'll love me when I'm dead or I killed him and I liked it. Ooh, 
This is good. Good one, right? Whichever one you don't have here, that certainly is a title. Uh, they'll love me when I'm dead, or I killed him and I liked it. I think they'll love me when I'm dead. I just, I, I think the other one's a little bit more wordy for a bad film. I'm gonna go with they'll love me ding, when ding, I'm ding, dead. Ding, 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 Good job, yeah, good baby. job. Very good, three for five. You finished out on top, you have won the game, sir. I, I pass it to you. Fantastic. Gary, the internet has uh, been absolutely buzzing about the deep fakes of Tom Cruise. If you're unaware of what I am talking about, uh, deep fake videos are videos that are highly complicated videos of celebrities, in this case Tom Cruise, but they aren't of the actual person. I implore you, if you haven't seen these videos, there are at They're least three videos online. Wild. The one of like him and Bill Hader. Oh my God, yeah. it's weird, man. Yeah, three videos online to view for yourself. Go check them out. Only knowing it's not Tom Cruise allows you to know it's not him. It's really weird. Uh, anyways, Gary. If you possess the ability to look like a facsimile in every way of a famous celebrity of any walk of life, so you look like them, you sound like them, you walk like them, everything about them, who would you choose and what would you accomplish? But again, knowing that it's a deep fake, you have the ability to turn this on or off. So it's not like you, you are burdened with, I mean, I think most of us would probably choose Ryan Gosling because if you if you had the the displeasure to look like somebody, I'd you'd probably go with somebody who's like really handsome. Remember Michael B. Jordan, uh, probably, or I don't know who who would be. But you can turn it on or off. This so is tough. Um, I I I want to think like maybe like a like a Hemsworth, but the more I think about it, I'm gonna go out of left field. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna say Barack Obama. And the reason why is because I would get whatever I want, whenever I want it. People will listen to me no matter what. I mean, a majority of people will like me from around the world, and I will always be safe. I will always, always be safe. I will, like, if I, if I pull off my, my Obama caper, I'll have, like, six Secret Service dudes, like six John Wicks around me at all times. I have a lot of home invasion, like, nightmares, so um, I'm going to pick Obama because... I'll be safe, and um, yeah, I, I will get literally whatever I want. I could do anything. Huh. I don't think I agree with your assessment, just because I don't think you can walk up and, and if you can't pull a Spider-Man of looking at a Barack Obama and just be like, wait, who are you? And then you both point at each other. I, I don't know that that would necessarily work. I think both of you would go to Area 51. They would determine which one of you is real. Oh. And uh, you would be dissected. I think you reached too high. I think you flew too close <laughs> to the sun did. here. But that's all right. <laughs> but that's all right. I, the, the good intention was there. I appreciate that. Go ahead, Gary. Right. Your last so, one. So one of the biggest surprises this year for any NBA fans, in my opinion, has been LaMelo Ball. Um, this guy has yeah. been so much better than I ever thought. He looks really, really good. He's going to have a great career. Um, did you draft him no, in our fantasy I drafted, league? I did you draft other him? Ball. I drafted I drafted Lonzo before LaMelo because I was like, hey, I was watching his Australian league highlights. I was like, this guy, this, he sucks. And he can't even do well in the Australian league. He can't shoot. He just wants to, you know, have the ball all the time. Wow. It's like, I don't know what happened. He got to the NBA. It's like he started taking everything, everything seriously and he just had it in him the whole time. Anyways, I thought he was going to be the bust of all busts, and I was so wrong. It's maybe the most wrong I've ever been about anything because I talk so much trash about him. So I admit it. I freely admit it, I was wrong, and I love watching him now. I want to know what, what was like the thing that you've been most wrong about in your life, something like that or something different? 
Uh, the thing I've been most wrong about, I think I was, I think I, <laughs> I think probably the thing I was most wrong about was probably, especially for keeping it to sports, is Tom Brady. I thought he was so done after he won. I, I want to yeah. say his, uh, I want to say after the loss to the Eagles in the Super Bowl. After that, I thought he was just incredibly, I, I just didn't think he had anything left in him. I thought he was going to get old. I thought he was going to do all this stuff. And by all rights, he should be. He should be retired by now. I don't know why he keeps doing this. It's so annoying and it's so frustrating as somebody who's trying to bet against him and somebody who's who just yeah. keeps on wanting him to. to <laughs> you hi, you respect the man. You respect what he's done and what he's accomplished. But come on, stop making me lose bets. That's honestly the thing that frustrates me the most. I I just ugh, I hate it. And, and every year I fall for it. I'm like, this is the year he should be bad. Nope. This is the year he should be bad. He's old. No. Nope. Okay, one year older. There's no way you can keep doing this. Keeps keeps doing it to me. So probably the most wrong about Tom Brady. That's that's why I think I'm don't most that wrong Tom, about. don't that LeBron, man. They just get better with age. Oh yeah, LeBron I've never been down on. It's just Tom yeah. Brady. I have some 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 other world sense of, of about me. Anyways. Uh, yes, that is all of Give Me Five. So thank you so much for you, the listener. Yes, you listening right now, walking around, maybe you're on a jog, maybe you're driving around. Hey, hey. Maybe you took us into the shower. Either way, we appreciate you listening. And uh, make sure to continue to listen. Next week, we'll be reviewing Nomadland for our movie review. And, of course, we always have Gimme 5 associated with this episode, uh, with these movie reviews. So thank you so much for already promising. I, I hear you promising right now that you will listen to our next episode. We appreciate it so much. Thank you so much. Uh, for... <laughs> he does all of his That's own right. singing. I'm Philip Amrine. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. Continue to listen to us and subscribe across wherever you listen uh, and find your podcasts, except for Pandora. We do not need you, Pandora. You're the only thing we don't need. Bye. Bye.